Oh my, welcome back everybody, welcome back to the post-episode issues, The Walking Dead, Season 5, Episode 7, Crossed. Uh, Joe, could you turn me down a little bit? I can hear myself a lot right now for some reason. I'm Phil the Issues Guy from IssuesProgram.com, and if this is your first time checking us out, please hit that subscribe button. We are really excited to talk about The Walking Dead tonight. The group was finally back together. We had everybody going full action. This was a really good episode, a very much a setup episode, but it was it was a lot of fun. And with well, me, yeah, if people thought last week was slow, this week was very slow. You thought this week was slow? I, I like the way this kind of moved around, but we'll, we'll get into it. Oh, we might have a little bit of a disagreement getting into this episode. This is my least favorite episode of the season so far. Really? Really? Okay. By far. Okay. By far. okay, let's let's get it. Let's get right into it then. So guys, if you want to join in the discussion, you can hop in the chat room live on YouTube and tell us what you thought about this episode. And uh, we'll try to read your comments on the air and address what you're, what you have to say about the episode as well. Uh, as I mentioned, if this is your first time, please hit that subscribe button. We really appreciate it. You can also check us out on iTunes or Stitcher. You can find those links in the description below. You can email me at igotissuesman at gmail.com or tweet me at igotissuesman if you have any questions that you want to join in the show. So those are how the ways to reach us. Let's not waste any time, Joe. Let's get right into this episode. And I can still, for some reason, just to let you know, I can still hear myself a little bit for some reason. It was it was weird. We had that all set up at the beginning, and then once I started ripping and roaring, I could I could hear. Now it's perfect. I can't hear anything, and I don't want to hear anything either. The, you know what bothered me a little bit about this episode? The Beth aspects kind of bothered me a little bit. Oh, see, what bothered me is the uh, Sasha aspect. Ooh, the Sasha. Okay, oh, the end. The end of this episode. Not I don't want to. Just wanna... the end. Not just the end. Like pretty much all the Sasha scenes really bothered me quite a bit. I do need to tell you, though, Joe, the end of this episode, I was thinking like you. You've conditioned me enough that that I think anybody that's seen any television program or movie anywhere in their life knew that Sasha was about to be attacked in that situation. Is she the, the only right right from right from my name is Bob <laughs> in the right look... from that moment in time? You knew like, OK, great. That That's let's just get into it. Yeah, let's get let's... me started yet. <laughs> because that that scene really bothered me because she just acted like a complete moron. It was, it was... I, I, I really have to agree. I really, there is no disagreement for me whatsoever. <laughs> so this episode, all the stories intersected together. And uh, and I got to admit, going into this episode, and I think this might be part of uh, we'll, we'll have a little sit down with Joe. I think, Joe, part of your problem in this episode might have been that I think you and and I can speak for myself as well. I was more hyped going into this episode than I've probably been for any episode of The Walking Dead. My hype, my hype level was very, very strong for this episode. Right. It, the setup last week was, uh, you know, ready to go. And, and I feel like over last week and this week, I mean, last week, although I thought last week's episode was very strong, I got to say I did not, I did think it moved a little slowly. I thought the development of the characters was good. I thought ultimately it was a great episode, but it was a little slow. Uh, that coupled with this episode, I feel like the season has ground to a halt. Oh, we have a week off coming up. No, 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 no week off. No week off. Oh, okay. Just so there's two more episodes, and I feel like the, one more, the grind one to more, a halt ep one more episode is is for the finale oh uh, yeah next week's so the finale we, we ground to a halt next week's the finale and we're going to have this big explosion of a of a mid-season finale 
to set us up for some sort of crazy cliffhanger crap. Or some sort of big loss, some some big character dying next week somehow. I think that's I if I was to think, I think that's where we're leading. See, I kind of disagree with you on this episode because there, there's a lot going on in this episode I really, really loved, and we're gonna take it point by point, but just to start off, I really like the Rick and the Daryl stuff in this episode. I and and ju- I'm just going passing points, and I also really enjoyed how they continued to develop Rosita a little bit more in this episode. We learned a little bit more about her backstory. I kind of liked some of the uh, Abraham's group stuff that happened. I did not love the Beth stuff, and I did not love some of the Sasha stuff either. It was I felt like we had too many cooks boiling around at at one point, and I felt like I just wanted to spend more time with lis- listening to how Rick really felt about. Daryl disagreeing with him because he seemed pretty pissed off about that. He seemed, See, I, I don't necessarily think he felt pissed off about that at all. I think he felt hurt. There was something going on there. No, I think it was – I don't think he expected it, but I think he appreciated it. And ultimately, because he listened, was showing that to Daryl that, that, yeah, you know, you do have a brain. You do have ideas. They are good. I'm going to listen. See, I, I read it a little differently. I read it more that he was going, you fucking guys are going to regret this because I'm right and you're all wrong. You'll see. This is, you'll see. I, and you don't put Rick Grimes in the corner. Nobody puts Rick Grimes in the corner. You can't stop him from killing people. I mean, he was so ready. He wanted to shoot some motherfuckers tonight. You don't, a couple of times. You don't a couple stop of times. him from doing it. It's like you don't. We need to, we need to, go, we need to get into this. You, that's why you don't, you don't keep Animal from playing the drums. You don't do that. You need. <laughs> Animal eat drums. Rick Grimes kills people. Okay, so this episode started off, and as I said, I was the most hyped I've been for a while, and I think uh, Joe was as well. And we hear bang, 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 and we immediately start off with Sasha chopping some wood, chopping some broccoli, and uh, they're all breaking things down for the church in the church lady thing. They're breaking things down for the hospital siege, kind of, uh, kind of like in Braveheart. We build sticks as lo- as large as men, double the side of men. And uh, they build some men are longer than others. Yep, some men, some men are larger than others, and they're getting ready for the hospital siege. Daryl asks asks Tyrese if Sasha's doing all right, and he says no, uh, she's losing it. And then we hear some dark music as we go to the outside, and Father Gabriel, who is surrounded by dark music every time. That's another thing I gotta say I loved about this episode. I loved the way the music cues took took from scene to scene and had a very uh, endless kind of feel to it. Like it was, it, there were, it created a sense of almost in that episode of the Sopranos where, uh, I, I forget what it's called, but it's the, the episode where Ralphie ends up beating the crap out of a, of a whore. She is just a whore, Tony. She, uh, and, and it's co- coincided with Tony imagining his daughter, a dirty whore, whore, whore. And he's thinking about his daughter and it's, it's contrasted with this song that fades scene to scene. I got a very similar kind of feel from this episode. And, and that's why I'm surprised. I'm, I really, I, I kind of like this episode. I like this episode. I didn't, I didn't notice the music, the, the, uh, the music track being anything that stood out to me, uh, you know, but, but it was something that I kept. Really, no- I, I do notice music is one of the things coupled with the drama on screen. That never gets me, but with the right music in the background, that will yank a tear out of me every, yeah, every and, time. No matter how corny or stupid it is a lot of times, if they put the right music to it, the right wailing violin or, or crying flute or whatever the hell you want to call it, like 
and they'll usually yank a tear out. You know, I know there was no tear-worthy scenes in this episode, but usually music is something I I pick up on. Yeah, and it wasn't and it wasn't that these songs were really memorable. It was almost just the tone that it set throughout the episode that I really yeah. enjoyed. A sense of the kind of connect to what Tara was talking about because a lot of it you heard it in those scenes where this just keeps going. There is no end to this. It's just it's just right. continuous. That there was no beginning or end to the song or to the sound. It just kept going. It was, I, I just I really dug it. So. And so we so go that's up. A, that's a great thing to pick up on. I didn't notice. I'm glad you said that. When I rewatch, I'm gonna I'm gonna listen. Yeah, to listen to it. it. It really sets the mood of the feeling of this episode as just moving along. This is just gonna move. Al- and, and in some ways, I agree. This this episode didn't play as some big events happening. It was definitely uh, we need to move all our players in the right position to set up for the season finale. And yes. it, it felt like the move before checkmate. They were setting up all the players to to set up to kill us in this last episode. But well, and we we know that uh, there was no movement in Abraham's group. I mean, the group wasn't fully all together. Um, you yeah. know, Maggie and Glenn are still with Abraham. But, but we at least got the fact that uh, Eugene is alive. He didn't die, and and Abraham's gonna be okay. And. We learned a little bit more about how Tara likes giving everybody cute nicknames. Yeah, <laughs> like, I got a, I got a couple of problems with the whole. No, we'll get there. We'll get there really quick. So, so yeah. we, we go over after we see Father Gabriel, uh, and he he yells at Daryl. He goes, "Are you going to take the cross too?" And Daryl says, "If we need it, we're going to take the damn cross. Fuck you, Father asshole." We're gonna yeah. do- I love that they're taking the organ apart and like. I'm wondering what what are they gonna do with the organ pipes? That was strange. Mm. I can't wait to see because we didn't see any, didn't do anything. We saw Daryl sticking them in the ground out front, but was it to like block the stairs? Maybe. Like a, Maybe kind of weird and flimsy. Like a couple of walkers could have just walked right through them. Could it be to launch something, launch rockets out of them, or something like that? I don't oh, know. Oh. Fix them to a, a car so you can use it as battering rams. <laughs> So after this, we go to Rick and Michonne, and Rick says uh, Daryl wants to go to Atlanta to mount this big rescue, and we see Noah in the scene too. And if we didn't actually see the moment where Noah comes out, but we now know that now we know that Noah was the guy coming out. So uh, and, and Michonne says that uh, we don't that Rick doesn't have to go because Rick seems like he wants to stay with his kids, or at least he's he's giving lip service to the fact that he wants to stay. And Michonne's like, well, I can go. You can stay. That's fine. And Rick goes, no, 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 no. I owe Carol. And she's like, we all owe Carol. And yeah, he, he, owes her more. he owes her more because of everything that we were talking about a, a lot last week with the position that Rick put Carol in. He really does feel like he owes her and he wants to prove to her that and she still came back with Judith. The reason that yep. The reason he cited for the reason to kick her out of the group was because he can't trust her around Judith. And she essentially saved them from Terminus and brought back Judith. So he owes her more than everybody else. So we go over to Father Gabriel, Father Abraham, Father Gabriel after this. And he's looking outside and he's looking at the you will burn for this thing that's carved into the wall. And he's he's a sad panda. This guy's a real sad panda. I, I feel bad for him. This episode made me feel a little bit more bad for him. Besi- I definitely did not. I uh, I got even harsher on Father Gabriel. He got creepy. He got dangerous. Um, you got to realize that 
I know it's a small chance, but they spent all that time that morning fortifying the church to keep two children and, and Michonne safe, and him safe. And he left it, we end up seeing, with a big hole in the floor that leads right to underneath the church and where he crawls out. Right to where it says you will burn for this. Right as his exit right. point. So he leaves a, a complete open path for an intruder or a zombie, a walker, sorry. Oh, whatever. To, we, can, we can call it a, yeah. a rotter. A rotter. To come up underneath the floor. You know, and we see that not all of them are walkers. Some of them are crawlers. You know, some of all those ones that were plastered on the on the floor without without legs. What they, other names have we had for them in the show? We have the walkers, the rotters. What did uh, what the governor call them? He had, he had a name for them. Biters. Too. Biters. And then I, I believe uh, the penguin had a different name for them, too, in that episode. He called them something else yeah. in that episode. Uh, Falcones or something like that. I'm not, <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure. Th- sorry, a little Gotham joke. But <laughs> so Father Gabriel is, as uh, Rick and his assault team get ready to leave and say goodbye to the church and go to the land of the kick some ass, apparently. And they're all saying bye to, Car- to Carl. And the minute Rick leaves the door, the minute he leaves, the baby starts crying. And, and, and this is when stuff gets a little creepy for Father Gabriel, too. He sees the blood on the floor from the hunters, and he starts freaking out because he can't clean it up. He's, like, scraping at it. He's it kind of he's kind of doing to the blood what all the, all the people— Out, damn spot. He's doing to the floor what all the people were doing outside trying to get in that he let die and get eaten by walkers. He's, like, scratching at the floor going, oh. Yeah, it was a very Macbeth scene. Hmm get it clean couldn't get it clean thy spot will not be clean right you know and he's trying to rub it out he's trying to rub one out joe and he can't rub one out all he <laughs> all he sees is blood man all he sees is blood. it's a tough day he's he got the machete he's trying to have fun with the machete he can't do that it's it's well, just... yeah, yeah. car comes up to him he's uh he's on his knees scratching and spitting at the blood and trying to wipe it up and car comes up to him and puts all the uh, weapons in front, a bunch of hand weapons, knives, screwdriver, machetes, that kind of thing in front of him. and says, you need to pick one. You need to learn how to defend yourself now. We can teach you. Yeah. And I'm just like, really, Carl? Come on, Yoda. You're not, you might be short but you're not, and ugly, but you're not Yoda, Carl. Calm right? down. Is he going to teach I him? Just, to... I found that to be a little silly. Like, Carl, you got better things to do than let's teach the priest how to kill M- Michonne didn't like it either. She doesn't like that Carl doesn't have a childhood at all. I think I, I think she's taken upon her responsibility, and we've seen less of it this year because we haven't seen a lot of Michonne this season. This has been very thin on Michonne this season. So, uh, But he, she's really took taken upon herself more last year in the, the back half of the season, I believe. Uh, to try to instill some sort of childhood left into Carl. And it, it just seems like it seems like he's so institutionalized by this lifestyle that just the way he's talking about it, yep, you're, you're lucky this place held up over time because if it did, cause you can't move. You can't, you can't stay in the same place. If you stay in the same place, you die. Yep. And it's, it's just very interesting that that's being hammered into us right now. You can't stay in the same place. It, it makes you think, where does this show go from here, essentially? And that, that's, again, something I found interesting about this episode of, of after this hospital storyline's tied up, wh- where the fuck do we go next? Something else needs to be introduced. Otherwise, this, this storyline might continue into the, I don't know, something we can think about through this episode and well, think if about. You're, if you're not going anywhere, are like, 
you you have to i understand where they're coming from you have to keep moving because if you're not if you're not are you gun smoke just going from town to town is that is it going to be zombie gun smoke i i don't know i kind of i mean eventually you're going to travel into trouble just like trouble will find you so I don't know if it necessarily makes sense to do either. Now, do you, I guess my question is, do you, do you think Carl's right? Do you think what Carl was saying, that there's no place to rest, no place to call home? Do you think that's correct in this world? I don't. I think you need to find someplace secluded and hope to fortify it against both human and walker threats and hope that one of these massive million herds don't head your way. Yeah. Because then there's nothing you're going to be able to do. Again, get over to that island, man. Get on the fucking island of Dr. Moreau. What does the island do? Can these things walk underwater? Jason could. Just float? Jason Float, t- from, float around in the ocean until they land on shore and crawl I, up in the middle of the night? And I know this isn't canon, but I'm going to take it for it. In Friday the 13th, Jason takes Manhattan. He did walk underwater that whole way. So so he, well, is, a, he is a zombie. There's a night of the uh, George Romero's Night of the Living Dead. I think they walk underwater. <laughs> so, one of them leads them underwater. George Romero's got a pretty solid. Uh, yeah, yeah. He he doesn't appreciate the Walking Dead though, or he doesn't appreciate like fast zombies. I think is what he said. You know, these are slow zombies. So they are. We can, he's got thinking zombies in some of his crap. Come on, <laughs> zombies that use machine guns and lead other zombies in that same movie that I'm talking about, the John Leguizamo one, and uh, Dennis Hopper, I think. Not bad. It's kind of really so corny. It's great. I love movies like that. Like John Linguizamo's in a lot of those. So when we come back from our intro uh, to the van with the assault team going down the road, in the backseat, Ty- Tyrese and Sasha are uh, looking at each other, giving each other eyes, and she says, yeah, what the fuck you want after a long pause? And he says, you know, I've been there too. I, I want to talk. Remember, everybody, my girlfriend died too. Remember? And she says, listen, I know. And he starts with, he's like, listen, Bob wouldn't want. And she's like, listen, shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear it. Keep your little mouth shut. And she corrects herself and says, no, no, okay, please don't. And he he agrees. I, I get what Tyrese is doing here. He's pushing and he's pushing, but it's not the same situation. He's not dealing with it. They're not dealing with the same situation. Bob's death is so much more horrifying and what happened surrounding Bob's death in my mind than what happened to the other person got sick and got burned by Carol. Yeah, big deal. That t- and maybe this is our fundamental disagreement, Joe. I think that person died. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. And that person died. Here's the thing, and I'll tell you something. Okay. Bob got his leg eaten. And for, I just got to get finished. Bob had it worse. Stop, 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 stop. You have two people that got sick. Depending on the group that they're with to take care of them the way they would anybody else in the group, the way that Herschel took care of the other people in the group, and some of them got better. Even though those two people were killed, other people still got sick. They were betrayed by Carol. They weren't, the group wasn't saved by Carol, and they were betrayed by Carol. Bob betrayed the group by getting his ass fucking bit and not saying anything and taking the chance that he could possibly destroy the group from the inside. Bob's a fucking asshole, and Bob kind of deserved to fucking die. Yeah, I'm talking about it from their perspectives, though. From their perspectives, Sasha from was... their perspectives... Sasha was actually more in love with him. They, they banged. 
Tyree's never banged that girl. Oh, please. It matters. It matters. Sasha Sasha and Bob were closer. It's a it's a Bob was a fucking asshole. That's beside the point. That's beside the point. We it's not not any worse. Love loss is love loss. It's not any worse for Sasha than it is Tyrese. If you're going to start comparing things, it's much worse for Tyrese because the people that got killed were killed under off much worse circumstances than the way three quarters of the fucking population have died by getting bitten by some fucking infected zombie in the first place and having the time to say goodbye to their loved ones the way he did. I appreciate it, but our judge in the chat room says Bob got it the worst. So we go oh, on. Your judge in the chat room. <laughs> Who is that with the bad opinion? Ghetto Toad. Thank you, Ghetto Toad. In his glory moment had the tainted meat. So I I, I guess the, the point is, you're Joe, essentially you're right. They both had let's, it bad. Let's remember all the times that Bob almost got everybody killed too. In in Costco when the helicopter fell through the roof because he needed to go get booze. I need After to drink too, Joe. They went to go get meds and they almost died because he needed to get more booze. Come on. I mean, he got bit on the shoulder at the at the food warehouse and he didn't tell anybody and he went back to the church and almost got everybody killed three fucking you know, times. You know what? You're right. He was a better character. And that's the point. <laughs> that's the point. That's really what it comes down to is that I could give a shit less about Tyrese's old girlfriend because I don't even remember her name and I don't remember yeah, her. We didn't much. even have time for her anyway. Whereas so. Bob was like a good character. And, and as Ghetto Toad pointed out, he had his glory moment with the tainted meat. Like he and, met. And all Bob's optimism. Come on. Who didn't want him to die? Sunshiny Bob, dude. Sunshiny Bob. We love Sunshiny Bob. So oh, come on. Time for a rainy day. <laughs> so, so from this scene, we go over to Beth at the hospital and she's walking around well, you know ghetto toad i didn't really mean fuck you i he, didn't know who he, you know who's probably he, he knows he knows i know just making sure over to over to the, he, he he he's done he just left because he's like fuck that joke because he said fuck <laughs> you to me so over over to beth at the hospital and she's walking around all cut up dawn really did a number on her just slashing up her face she doesn't like beth she doesn't like beth's singing voice she's not gonna buy her album and the, the doctor comes in, and uh, Doctor Rapey's checking on her, and uh, and Beth's all Beth is checking on Carol, and poor Beth, she's just she's just, and, he, and the doctor seems to be trying to do a decent enough job on keeping uh, keeping keeping the keeping Carol alive. So it was just a brief scene in with Beth. So we go to a gun on the side of the road, and it's. Glenn and Tara, and Tara's kind of dripping water on Eugene, trying to wake him up. And uh, Glenn's checking out the big horde of zombies, and he says they have no clue that we're here. And 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 this is what I I missed what exactly she said. I know it's all their initials together, but she she had she wrote uh, Tara wrote all everyone's initial on the top of Graham. Yeah, and she who's who's G is um Glenn. Yep, Rosie, Rosita, Abraham, Eugene, and uh, and Tara, and Maggie, and Maggie, yes, Gretom. Who's the uh, other E? Uh, Eugene. I think it was just the one E the U- oh, okay. with Eugene. So, so she's kind of she's trying to make everything. Her place in this episode was comic relief and trying to break down the whole DC thing as being funny. Isn't this funny? Uh, so, so you gather that it's pretty much almost right after he gets knocked out. Abraham's still sitting in the same spot. Yeah, I think it's been like a twenty, like because she says you haven't drinking anything all day to him when uh, Rosita offers him some water. So, so it's, it's been a while. It's been probably about I'm guessing like six or seven hours, probably like half a day. 
Abraham's legs got to be freaking cramped. <laughs> I know, dude. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. like he's like in a crouch down on his knees, sitting on his heels. Good thing before we now know what we now know what Abraham did before the zombie apocalypse. He was a yoga teacher. He's he must have been. He must guru, have been. Guru. Yeah, he was a guru. He was a, a a love guru or some some other horrible movie. So then, so then I'm thinking, okay, if it's been six or seven hours, and Eugene is still laying on the ground in front of this truck, that doesn't seem like the smartest thing. I mean, drag him to the top of the truck before everybody walks off and goes on a a mission to go find crap. Now you're leaving it with just Abraham and Maggie watching a completely passed out Eugene. If a crowd of 10 or 20 walkers just comes out of the woods. But Glenn says that they're not, they, they don't know that they're there. So they're, they're all right. Glenn yeah, says, but Glenn says they're all right. Walkers no, I, know, I agree with you. That's what I'm talking about. No, you know, I, agree, I agree with you. Not necessarily the million in the background, but <laughs> like at least get them out of, off the ground and into the truck, into the cabin of the truck, on the roof of the truck, somewhere. She puts a shade over them, but Glenn in the, and the other and the other girls could have helped them get get to some place. And I guess they're all pretty pissed at him, but still, yeah, it's, just leaving them out cold on the ground is not good. It seems like uh, Tower is the least upset at him because she understands because she's done. She feels feels like she's done horrible things too, and everyone forgave her. So she seems to be the one that's being like, "Oh, Eugene's an okay guy." In a little while, in a couple scenes later, she's 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 explaining, "Well, this was the only thing he could do. We can't be mad at him for doing the only thing he could do." This yeah, was Glenn all like, says, yeah, he can. Yeah, and Glenn's like, yeah, fuck yeah, that. Yeah, you can. You can be because the, you do what you have to do, but you, you don't necessarily lie to the people that are going to save your life. Yeah, if someone if someone comes up to you and robs you, you just don't go, oh, oh that's just what they do. I'm, I'm not upset at them. I'm not upset at that guy with a knife that just stabbed me. He's just a little stabby. That's what he does. I mean, come- oh, my goodness. I just saw, uh, I'm sorry. I just saw a promo for Better Call Saul. Yeah, I did too. Look, it's it's looking. I can't wait. I'm pretty excited about that. So, so right after Glenn, Glenn says, "Should we take uh, Eugene back to the church?" And they say, "Maybe we should wait till he wakes up first. What if he doesn't wake up?" So we go over to Rosita, and she's yelling at Abraham, give, trying to kind of like she can tell she's a little bit pissed off at him, and we find out more why a little bit later. But she's she's yelling, uh, my six year old cousin, little brother's less of a baby than you. You don't drink water all day. Get up, get up, and 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 she kind of like pushes at him, and Abraham stands up like he was gonna. Well, att- she puts the bottle of water like in his face, and he smacks it out of her hand. Yeah, and smacks it out of her hand. He and then he's up all pissy, all pissy, like he's gonna attack her. And I guess he doesn't have the pins and needles because he gets up pretty easily. He's like, oh, I'm- which, which I gotta say. Puts back me, puts me back on that, uh, that w- his wife in the supermarket left because she's seen this rage directed at her, and I think it was con- even though horrible shit happened to her, I think it was confirmed that she's married to someone that can murder and kill. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think you're right. Was, I was really scared for her and the boys in the supermarket. No, I think you're correct about that. I, I thought about that as well, that this more further proves what you were talking about, that Abraham has like serious rage problems. And I don't know, was, I mean, to connect to what happens a little bit later, was he just trying to get shot there or trying to dare Maggie? Because Maggie comes over and and points the gun at no, him and goes, go sit I, the hell down. I don't down. think he thought anybody was going to shoot him for jumping up. He did. He jumped up and he... And he 
and he postured a little bit. And sure, I think um, I think uh, Rosita was a little scared, and I think the group was scared, and I think Maggie was scared. Everybody had the right to be scared, but he didn't like go to hit her or anything like that. He was very upset. And I think Maggie handled it great. Yeah, Maggie stepped up. This was once one hundred percent. I was like, "Go, Maggie!" And I, I, I know what we're what you were saying. This wasn't your one of your favorites, but I think Ma- this was probably one of my the most I've liked Maggie in a while. I thought she had a pretty pretty good episode. She seemed to serve actual a purpose. She was she was the one get get your big boy shorts on Abraham with him. I think bit. I think that this showed the last couple of episodes that we've had anything from Maggie. It's almost been very Herschel partially words and yeah. crap like that. And I think this was a good uh, uh, contrast to that, showing that even though she has all that influence from her father, she still has that, I'm going to kick ass in this new zombie apocalypse, and Rick and Glenn have, and this group have opened my eyes to more than just what my father had shown me. Yes. And I, think it's a, I think it was a great scene. Like She, was, she wasn't going to hesitate to shoot him right in the head. Right in the chest, whatever. If she had, if she, if he had approached, or either one of them too, she was going to kill him. I think he thought about it. I think he thought at that moment he was thinking, "I think I want her to shoot me right now." I was going to shoot myself right before all this started with Eugene, and since it's not true, I might as well just die. Yeah. And then I think he rethought it and sat down because he knows that there's more to life than this group has brought him hope. Yeah, he doesn't want. He doesn't want to die. I don't think I don't think Abraham really wants to die. And I don't even I don't understand agree. what he thinks there because he's not the same person he was back with, back with that. He's come so so far of a distance. I mean, I guess it begs the question and it goes to like what Rosita's talking about later. Did he know? Did he somewhere in his mind know Eugene was full of shit this whole time? And I think I think he never even bothered to think about it. I think he used it immediately as an excuse not to end his own life to take on the hero (laughs) complex that he always thought he was meant for he joined the army for lifelong soldier kind of crap i think that maybe it was an immediate and an immediate out for his moment of suicidal thought and he took it and he never once decided to doubt it and all the little things little bull crap out of eugene's big bigger brain sounded wonderful to to the soldier's mind Mm -hmm. and i think uh he allowed himself to be played in large respect yeah ghetto toads has told you he was knocked out yeah eugene was out for nine hours he got knocked the fuck out seriously and yeah where where was tucker when you need him right yeah i could see ghetto to a papa he got knocked the fuck out and uh (laughs) jojo mohupit says yep abe needs a mission and and i agree he's he seems like the type of guy that always needs some sort of mission, which again begs the question, as we were saying, where does he go next? Because he's not going to sit there forever contemplating. Eventually, he's going to need to come up with a new plan. Right. So maybe I, I, think of, I think that his new plan will either be to keep moving to Washington because maybe he believes that Eugene was right. And, and a large part of me would believe that, too if there was any place set up for infrastructure to follow, to follow any kind of apocalypse, it would be DC. However, I would believe that it's a huge Mecca of, you know, massive cities combined in a small area geographically. I know that 
it'd be impossible to get into the city. And if you did get to these places that would set up for the for any kind of apocalypse, they're going to be locked tighter than, you know, uh, Sister Mary Catherine's panties on, you know, semi-formal night. Mm, I got the key to that chastity belt right here, Joe. And it's the Rick Grimes Seals Team 6 team that just that we go to right after a commercial break. And uh and this is when Rick's planning the assault. He's like, we're going to sneak in all Batman style, except we're going to kill people. And we're going to go in, we're going to cut people's necks. They're not going to know that we're there. We're going to do this as bloody and as, as quiet as possible. We have the advantage. Kill them. We're going to get Beth a weapon. Then, then we're going to have the numbers. And then Noah steps in. He's like, yeah, there's a couple of orderlies that will be on the team too. And then we'll really have the numbers. And let's just kill all these guys. And it's going to be awesome. So... Yeah, kill them all. Kill them all. Kill them all. Rick's so excited. He's so excited. See, this is one of those moments there. I guess, you know, maybe you saw a little bit different. Because because Rick was so happy. I saw this look in Rick's eye. He was excited. This is what I do. This is what you, you this is what you need me on this line. You want me on this line. I'm Rick, <laughs> you want me on that wall. <laughs> yeah, I'm Rick fucking Grimes here. And he's doing the plan and Tyrese is I kind of thought was about to do some Tyrese belly aching. Well, we can't really do that. Well, he does do a little Tyrese belly aching, and he opts for a less murderous uh, plan. He says, why don't we just take two hostages, and we'll trade them, and they'll have two less police officers, which are valuable to them. And I'm thinking the whole time, the same thing that Rick is thinking, that's the most foolish thing I've ever heard, because once we give them back two police officers, they now have two more soldiers to come after us with <laughs> and if it doesn't go right if they know this area better than we do any place that we decide to set up for a drop-off area is compromised it's yeah i think that i agree with you i thought this was a, a horrible it's plan. a bad plan horrible it's plan hostage training doesn't work out well most of the time i can't imagine it is gonna because you you never know who you're dealing with and on their way to cross they might just be like fuck it open fire yeah absolutely it's not worth it i don't want to continue living in this world anyway i gotta i gotta send me death wish also so everybody's gonna die i don't consider this kid noah as a great intel either because we don't know as far as our team knows we don't know what this guy's agenda is at all i mean we know he's somewhat a good guy but again we don't really know him either so he's not the best intel well, we, either we don't know him but we do know that as as far as good guys go, he <laughs> could have just shot Carol and Beth. I True. Mean, Carol and uh, Daryl. And Daryl right then and there when he took the weapons from them. And he knew that they were tough. They had gotten all the way in there. He watched them get all the way that deep into Atlanta. No, I tend to think he's... survivors. They had good weapons with them. The one or two, the one walker they're going to let out of that tent is just enough to slow them down, not enough to kill them. Yeah, it's still a dick. So I think they can, from the end, he didn't shoot them again and he just threw the walker at carol yeah yeah okay it's it's it's, it's, an inter it's an interesting world we live in he didn't he didn't do anything too horrible he just threw a zombie at him no big no big deal just one zombie one zombie yeah, no, and that is a big deal and that i'm sorry to <laughs> most people i don't know why it wasn't to daryl yeah it sure was to carol and probably would have been to just about anybody watching enough to justify shooting noah in the back right then to, to daryl that's just foreplay he, get, he gets a little turned on by that <laughs> yeah. um ghetto toad <laughs> i agree uh ghetto toad says abe needs to kill some rapey cops and i definitely think i want to see i hope abraham meets back up with these groups because i was hoping I, I don't think i don't think that's that's really in in, in the cards because we talk about 
we hear that they went south from where the church was. And we know that Atlanta is south from Washington, D.C. And they went 15 miles, whatever way, towards Washington, D.C. So, And we see them spending the day still at the truck and, and fucking off fishing. How God knows how far from the fucking truck. <laughs> like, I, I, they had a little bit of water, you know. Push Abraham till he either gets up or makes you shoot him and get the fuck on with it. <laughs> So, so we have a few more comments. Um, y- Yuki says uh, the ending, though the walking troll. <laughs> Olivia, Olivia, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name. I'm reading it from a distance. I wish after everything Rick says, he would finish the sentence with "or I'll kill you." <laughs> Imagine, let's get something to eat, or I will kill you. I think Rick wants to end every sentence like that. Rick wants to kill everybody. And that's what I was saying. You can't, when you have such a killing machine like Rick Grimes, you send him in there to do the stealth murder thing and he kills the minimal amount of people. He'd save everybody and it would be all good. Mission done. And see, here's the thing. You had that with Daryl as well. And now Daryl is on Team Tyrese of we don't have to kill everybody. And I, and that's, I think, the look that rick gave to daryl and he was like yeah i think tyrese is right we should take uh because rick is like no yeah rick gives him the you know better you know better than that daryl come on that he's like my plan will work we're we're gonna go do it we're gonna go kill everybody and we're gonna go get our people back that's the way we have to do this with this taking hostages thing (laughs) this letting people live thing this doesn't work we know this from the governor we know this from the cannibal hunters we know that this is not how it works in this world to other people. We need to go. They already proved they ran Carol over and took her. They ran Beth over and took her. They ran uh, Noah and his father down, killed his father and took Noah. You know, these are not good people. They are not actually police officers. And Rick knows that they all need to die. Tyrese and, and Daryl would have been down with this all the way up until Carol came back. Suddenly, all of a sudden, Daryl's like, Mr. No, don't shoot Noah in the back, Carol. I think it's uh, I think it's more since his interactions with Beth in the drunk house. I think that is supposed to be our changing moments of Daryl. Since that moment, he feels right, like he's part but, of the family and he's he's trying to do th- be the good guy. Because Daryl no, Dixon... I disagree with that because immediately following that, he meets up with the claimed gang who goes to go rape fucking Carl yep. and murder Michonne and Rick. Rick bites his fucking face off. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. Carl's sitting there going, you did the right thing. Wipe your face off. Don't let Carl see you that way. He'll understand if he does, though. <laughs> like, no, no, no. It was, it was when Carol – and then they get taken by the fucking cannibals immediately following that. Like, no, Daryl should know that. There should be no don't shoot Noah in the back. No – Let's let's do it Tyrese's way. Daryl's just as much a fucking ninja as Rick. And in previous times, I believe would have been, yeah, let's go. And and at the town at Mayberry was when uh when he went to go find Merle. Yep. They just went in, killed everybody, tried to get uh Glenn and Maggie back. So it's it's very strange that he would be on team Tyrese here in my mind. But I do like that Rick listens to him and takes his advice. And says, okay, we'll do it your way. Yeah, because Rick's smarter than that, too. He knows if Daryl and Tyrese are on board, there's no point in arguing because everyone's going to kind of be down with it, too. Uh, we have a couple more comments. Ghetto Toad should have gone with Rick's plan from the start. Bob, too, is a dick. 
<laughs> and then <laughs> and then Yuki says, I call him Bob too as well. Uh, uh, Yuki says, Daryl scared, scared me though. I was like, stop moving your hands. I didn't want him to get bit. I love him. Yeah, I thought I almost thought Daryl was fucked there, but I love how that scene go. We'll get to that in a second again. As soon as Bob Two started talking to Sasha, I knew he was doing something by pulling the classic cop move, make the hostage yeah, taker. Well, Who did it? I, I agree with you 100%. That was the stupidest moment. We'll, we'll get to that at the end. But really, we've talked about that a few times, and we can't not talk about that anytime it comes up. That was the dumbest moment. Sasha is an idiot, and that was kind of an idiotic moment that that yeah, we'll she, she let that happen. But anyways. Ah. So, so this whole scene ends with, with Rick, as he said, he agrees with, with the idea to do the hostage, get some, get some hostages and try to do an exchange. And Rick, as we mentioned at the end of the scene, gets a very father knows best kind of look and Rick knows best. I almost thought the music, you guys are good. You guys are going to really rue this day. So we go back to Gabriel scrubbing. We kind of already talked about this scene uh, when we were talking about the first scene with uh, Gabriel and Carl, but this is where yeah, we, on. yeah, that's okay. That this is where we get the whole scene with Carl uh, trying to explain to Gabriel he needs to uh, learn how to fight, or because this is the kind of world you live in now, and there's no staying in one spot. And one thing we didn't mention about this is Carl when he picks the machete. Carl says, "Oh, that's a good choice, but you're not holding it right. You really need to drive it down because because we learned that skulls are not always soft." Which comes in handy later in the episode with Daryl. It was a, it was a little weird, a weird sort of connecting point that they put in. The skulls are not <laughs> skulls are not always uh, soft. Just there to, you go. The dun dun dun. Oh, the, wait, this doesn't this seem pretty extraneous at the moment? <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? yeah. Because almost every single other skull we've ever seen, they've just been able to step on and it's popped. Yeah, but we want to know we just wanted to establish that just in case it becomes relevant later in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> just it's the Chris Farley moment. We had the Chris Farley Wayne's World yeah. moment again. Yeah, exactly. Carl should have turned to the camera and went <laughs> That will save Daryl Dixon later. So don't worry. Don't worry. Yeah, Daryl did something later. He should have turned to the camera and went <laughs> so back to our other point that we were talking ghetto toad says you think they would have learned by now you think that it's like it's it, it almost stunk of the same thing that happens in every uh cheesy superhero movie where the villain tells their plan to the superhero it was a little bit of that moment where yes he's outside oh the if you didn't know it already right the moment when the guy said to said to sasha uh I can't explain to you where it is, but I'll show you. If you didn't know before that point, that was the dead giveaway line. That's yeah. the that's the come on, Sasha. Did you ever watch television as a kid? Yeah, we, yeah. So so after that scene, we go to uh, we get our a new rapey cop. I don't know well, what the, doesn't doesn't Michonne tell Carl to lay up on uh Oh yes, yes, Michonne lay, lay up on him. It's okay. Uh, he's he's gone through a lot. Let let him be, Carl. A and little. he grabs the machete and the and and Gabriel runs off into the back room. Yeah, he's tired. He's he's taking a rest. He he can't he can't clean the floor. He doesn't have any Mister Clean, and uh, he just he, he can't do anything. Not doing, there's not enough spit right now for him to <laughs> clean all the blood that must have been on that floor from murdering, bludgeoning, and stabbing and decapitating three fucking people. Yeah, the 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 holy water won't do it. Won't cut it now. So, so we go down to, uh, we meet our new rapey cop. I don't know what his name was. I, I missed it, but, uh, but rapey we, cop number two, rapey cop number two. And we get him talking with, uh, 
with a uh, with Dawn. Dawn. And I was gonna call her Jerry from uh, from uh, from Sons of Anarchy. We were talking to Don and uh, and talking about the Noah situation, and and he's like, "We've Noah's evaded us yet again." And she goes, uh, "What? So your plan is wait for Noah to fuck up and then capture him? That's a shitty plan. You're an awful cop." Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and th- this guy just changes the subject. He's like, "Yeah, I'm an awful cop. Whatever." But you know that girl, that woman we captured. I don't know why you're trying to keep her alive. Uh, she's not even. I don't want to rape her. She's all bloody and stuff. So she's not even good to rape. So why yeah. are we? Why are we keeping her alive right now? There's no point. There's no fucking point. I don't like short-haired girls. I just don't. Yeah, she's an old fucking. She's an. She's an old lesbian woman that ain't gonna bear us any children. Yeah, something. Gotta get rid of her. Yeah, she doesn't have. She doesn't have no child childbearing hips. Yeah. Yeah, I was supposed to get the next girl. I ain't taking that one. <laughs> we need to kill her until we find another one. Yeah. Uh, what was the priest thinking, though? Doesn't he realize that 90% of the world wants to kill him? He's a strange dude. I, absolutely. And we'll get to the, the, the real strange moment with him later in the episode when he escapes out of the place. But I agree. He's a very, very strange dude that I think he realizes it. But oh, he's he, broken. He's no, broken. He's just, he doesn't realize No, it. he would what he doesn't realize, he's just one of those guys that believes his own bullshit in his in his mind. He gave right. up. Right. So he doesn't realize it. He has no clue how how fucking retarded he is. He went he went these two years without killing a single walker, and when we see what he does later, we'll get into. I have a whole other <laughs> bunch of comments that go right along with it. So <laughs> we have number two. Where's Mini Me? <laughs> so the cops are saying. That- <laughs> He should have had the he should have had the eye patch and stuff like that. <laughs> Hi, I'm number two, Reefy Cop. Now the the cop the cop says uh, this is mini this is mini uh, mini Don. Hi, I, hi, hi, motherfucker. This is played by Danny DeVito. Eat this, motherfucker. So uh, so the woman cop says that uh, or or Carol or they start talking about Carol basically being uh, on life support and they're wasting power. Uh, uh, keeping her alive. So, so Beth, who's overhearing this from a distance, runs over and come on, Beth, you, you're like, if you didn't, are you are you this dumb that you think that you saying something's really gonna help the situation? She runs over. She goes, uh, uh, well, how much power does it actually keep to keep this woman alive? She's only been here for like 24 hours, and you you charge your DVD player every single night, and that wastes power too. How many times you charge? He charges his DVD player. How the hell does she know what he does in his room every I should, night? I don't know. She's, spy, she's spying on him, I guess. She's spying on Rupee Cop, too. She she likes number two. But she makes a good point. Like, you're wasting electricity to watch reruns of movies you've seen a million fucking times, but you don't want to keep this woman alive? <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? She's a fucking idiot. It's ridiculous. Oh, thank, Ren Renwood is in the room. Thank you. You both are so entertaining that I watch you, even though I don't watch the show. Miss you. Can't wait for Game of Thrones to come back. I can't wait for Game of Thrones to come back, and we love you, too. Thank you for Me coming too. in. Thank you for coming and checking out the uh, checking out the room. Really excited about Game of Thrones. And the video game will be out before then, and Joe and I are going to do a uh, walkthrough uh, live commentary and post it to the channel once the game comes out. I'm going to get it on opening night. Anyways, back, back, to, uh, back to The Walking Dead. So uh, Carol says, <laughs> Carol says nothing. She's almost dead. But uh, <laughs> but Beth gets in there. She's like, listen, listen, listen. We got to keep this woman alive. And, and this woman, Dawn, just says, take her off life support. I bid you farewell. Get out of here. And then she and then and then she turns to Beth and she goes, Beth, are you stupid? It, I kind of thought she meant something else when I saw this on the previews. And I, I thought she meant something else when she first said this as well. She was like, you just you just caused that woman to die. I, I almost thought she was going to say, 
I hate you. And if you want someone to live, I'm just going to kill them out of spite. But instead, the uh, Don goes, you don't realize how precarious this situation is. It's very fragile. I need to support my officers. I'm in a very fucked up situation here. So this woman's going to, I can't do anything to help her. But Beth, you can help her. Here's the key. I don't even give this key to the doctor, but I'm going to give it to you because you showed you have balls. And showing yeah, you're, you're stronger than I thought you were. You're Bullshit. a strong girl. Bullshit. Uh, yeah. So are we seeing a different side to her? No. We're, we're, is she trying to make an ally for the future because she sees that her end is near? She can't be that blind where she doesn't know that everybody wants her ousted. Even the other guy that died last week was saying it pretty much to her face. Your time is your time is nigh. I, I think it's more, I tend to side with uh, Rapey Doctor, that I can't think of his name right now, and what he says later. It's an agenda that she's going to set up. It's going to be an excuse to be able to kill Beth later when she finds out Beth's been stealing medicine. It's, it's a setup, like Beth stole the key from me, and it puts her in a power position to be protecting the group or something like that. That's my instinct of what I think it is, but maybe it's a different wrinkle to her There's character. There's that part to it, yep, and... Ultimately, I think it's it is she she is thinking in the long term politically. I don't know her ultimate motivation or agenda with doing it, but I don't think it's to save Carol's life. No, not not even close. Not even close. She doesn't give a shit about Carol, and I don't. And she doesn't give a shit about Beth either. But, and, and and for that, she was right too. You know, Beth, you did just kill kill Carol by saying something by opening her, her mouth. I agree with her. She has to side with the cop because if she doesn't. She's taking the side of this newcomer, someone that's not part of the uh, elite of this colony. I think that uh, she was right. If you wanted her to stay alive, you should have let me argue for her life, not, not you. Sorry, uh, my cat just, my cat agreed with you, Joe. She, he just came up to the camera and kissed the camera. So I guess, I guess she, I guess Betty agreed with you. Yeah, so, Betty. so after that, we go to our DC team and they're searching for water in a really dirty river. Or they're getting, I'm sorry, I jumped the gun. They're getting ready to go search for water. And Maggie decides that she's going to be the one that stays with Abraham and <sighs> Eugene. She's going to stay at the car while they, while Rosita, uh, Tara, and Glenn go off to get some water. Now, this would have been a good moment in my mind to have the, all the girls go off and get to know each other and have a girl moment. Oh, you want a girl time? You want designing and then, women? And then Glenn could death? have been all broy bro with Abraham. Oh, I, I see. I think it it was, or that be too too trite. I think Glenn has <laughs> to been try, to, I, uh, to to uh, to to my so called life or something like yeah, that. Yeah, too much. <laughs> my so called two the, the gang. This is guys to hang out, and girls hang out week. <laughs> I think it ended up working out because. You get the vibe, and I think it's been established from the beginning, even though we forget about it sometimes. And But they're trying to get back to classic Glenn. That if there's a mission to go and do something, Glenn's the guy that goes. He's Glenn, the, yep. he's Glenn's the, the ninja warrior. Yeah, he knows, how to, he knows how to salvage better than anybody. He's the one that taught everybody, ideally, how to salvage the best. That's, that's his thing. Um, yep. Olivia says, I thought Don was setting Beth up for something giving her the key. This is not a single thing from the hospitals that I trust at all. Uh, I think that, I think that we're stuck with the hospital. Is that what, the, the, yeah, hospital the, the hospital, the hospitals, but this hospital thing, it just seems, I feel like we're rehashing a lot of the Mayberry shit that we went through with Andrea and Maggie and Glenn. Mm, um, I think the big, kinda, it's kind of annoying to me. 
and the the biggest thing that I think is is God, I hate to say wrong because I'm enjoying the hell out of this. The, the the biggest thing that I think is set up and the reason why it feels that way in some way is because of how how the hunters in that section of the storyline was so much more interesting and dark and so much more of a threat or it seemed like than these people seem like to us. Uh, these people seem very like, oh, like at least in my mind, I think if Rick had gone in there and done his thing, they would have, it would have been done episode over season over. They would have done, what do we do next week? Oh, let's dance. And just would be walking dead dance party because there's nothing more they could have done. I think the re it seemed like Gareth and all the hunters eating people and all that was the, the peak of this season. And and it's like, where do you go from there, from, from these right. evil cannibal so, people? So where do they go from there? Instead of going somewhere from there, they went back to Mayberry. In a sense, they went back to a similar sort of place. But I guess the leadership's a little bit different because you don't have someone at quite as wacky as the governor. I don't think, as fucked up as Dawn is, I don't think she's batshit governor crazy. She doesn't have a, she doesn't have, maybe she has Penny. Maybe maybe she has a penny in the corner somewhere. She, no, she seems just as batshit crazy. I don't she's think she's ba- as batshit as the governor. Up as cops and go rape <laughs> and run down and rape people. No, that, that that's pretty as fucked up. Crazy as the governor. That only only it's there's no hidden nothing. There's nothing hidden about it. We haven't met anybody feel, aside from slaves. Joe, I feel like you're doing. I feel like you're doing a little bit of the bag of drugs. Yeah, they're all bad. You know, you're you're, do, you're doing drugs. That marijuana and that heroin, they're all the same. I mean, they're they're both drugs. They're both bad things. But the governor's heroin to her marijuana, she's not that bad. She's she's no, she's the heroin to the governor's marijuana. Uh, the, the, the governor at least had a. T- we saw the. The governor essentially raped. Had no idea what was going on. He kept it all hidden from the masses. Her her place. We know that there are the elite ruling class cops who rape and take and run people over, and have Noah and other orderlies and Beth as slaves to them, who get beaten if they don't do what they're told. But but and then and that but but that wasn't the case in the, at the governor until he lost his mind at the end and decided to go kill it, lie to everybody, and kill everybody. But Joe, the governor is so much more interesting of a character. <laughs> That's the same thing as before. The same thing as earlier in this podcast with the uh, with the Tyrese's girlfriend. It's just because I like the governor better as a character. I I'm not really into I this like dog. The governor better as a character too. That's why I'm saying this scene. I I just think that this is a worse place. Only this I feel is like this is my only res- this is my only response. I feel like she puts up with the rapey cops and all of that because she feels like that's the only way she can survive. I don't feel like it's her evil intentions for all of that. Where I feel like in some of the cases the governor was going for evil intentions. I feel like this woman's just way over her head and can't, has no control of what's going on and can't really control no, the, the governor rapey was rapey and hiding it from people. She's not raping, but she's condoning the. I don't. Other I don't think she can. Rape. I don't think she condones it. I just think she can't do anything about it. No, she can do something about it. She killed the last guy that was in charge. <laughs> oh, you're a raper. We're gonna kill you. I'm not gonna say okay. You can rape. Please let me be in charge. Like, she's. It's com- uh, No, it's not right. The I- the watchers will tell us. The watchers will chime in on this because. I think what she's doing is far worse in a lot of ways. Than what okay, the well, we'll see. We'll, we'll hold on to At least it. he was letting some people live a normal life and hiding the fact that he liked to rape I Maggie think, next to Glenn. I think we need to I think we need to set up and I obviously I have a little bit of knowledge of uh 
of I'm so my opinion of the governor is slightly being soiled by comic book governor who in some well, ways I read I did read the entire uh, up until the end of the prison. Right. So the, I don't want to get it too into that, but when it comes down I'm to it, keeping that, I'm keeping that completely right, out of Right. Right. And if and if I'm putting that putting that out of it from your standpoint, I agree with you that Governor 1.0 before the switch, before he like the Michonne fucking up his eye and all that sort of stuff that happened. The first governor that we met at the beginning of this season or beginning of the season when we met him was a relatively good guy, except for the penny well, thing. No, he wasn't. He wasn't a good guy. You got to remember. He was that. relatively. He was relatively he, he, good. He killed all the all the National Guard people. They deserved it. Weapons. They deserved it. Right. Right. They did. So he not only just went and murdered them and took all their supplies to bring back to the town. But no, no, he was a he's a bastard to begin with, and he's a scumbag, and he's just as bad as this woman, but only this woman, it's overt and out there, and everybody knows it, now, and she's allowing it to happen. In the governor's town, he had it hidden from all the people just exactly what he was doing. He told them, oh, when we got back there, the walkers had already taken down the National Guard post, so we have their supplies and tanks now. Sorry. Now, you know, like... Now, Olivia, Olivia says, uh, makes a really good point that every leader in this group, including Rick, have uh, their own or have their own brand of being batshit crazy. And I, and I would agree with that 100 percent. Dark secrets. Yeah. Like him kicking Carol out. Yeah. Just 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 everything. So 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 let's let's uh, continue. So uh, Tara starts joking a little bit about the walkers. Don't get up. We're not going anywhere. There's nothing in D.C. Glenn tells her to stop. And Rosita kind of like chimes in to tell her to stop as well. Tara says she doesn't know what to do after DC, but she's dealing with the situation. There's no choice, no reason to be pissy about it. And she says, tough talk here. Eugene is an idiot he, or not an idiot. Eugene's useless. He can't really do anything. He, we talked a little bit about this earlier. He basically had one skill and he used it. Can we really be mad at him? And Glenn says, yeah, you're damn right. You can. And I think we already established that we agree with Glenn in this one. You, you can you absolutely can be can and have to be pissed off at Eugene. I don't. I, I don't agree. think you have to kill him, almost kill him like uh, like Abraham did, but knock him the but fuck yes. out. But but you you need to somewhat accept it in some in some way. Yeah, you'd be mad at him. You punish him somehow. I don't know if torture him is right, like Abraham did, or beat him up is right, like Abraham did rather. But you know, there's got to be some sort of like repercussion for. There was a lot. There was a long list of people that died, but here's the thing: without the lie, without the original lie, Abraham's dead and Eugene is dead. With the original lie, those two people are still alive, and Rosita is still alive. And all those people that were mentioned that died may have died anyway, staying put wherever they were, outside of Dallas or outside of Houston or Austin, wherever the hell they came mm -hmm. from in Texas. So there's no guarantees in the apocalypse that staying put or traveling to Washington, D.C., either way, was going to keep you alive. So the lie wasn't that bad to begin with. Now, Yuki says, I wish Merle was around to talk shit and piss off rapey cops. Yeah, get fucking hook those bastards, stab a fucking bunch of them. Merle would kick some serious rapey cop ass. I mean, I miss Merle in a lot of ways. I, I like when he came back and I like that they brought him back on the show. And yeah, Rick's got no little devil in his ear right now. Yeah, he doesn't really have a devil. He doesn't. Uh, Rick is the devil. Rick's his own devil in his ear, correct? Yeah. Right. Now. Well, I guess let's go in there and kill everybody. That's how we got to do this. Well, I guess Carl's kind of a little, uh, a little, little devil on the shoulder too. Carl has a little bit of it in him. So, so uh, we go over to Maggie looking at, uh, 
looking at the fallen Eugene and Abraham sitting there taking uh, and she starts taking down a ladder and uh, she carries it over and she's going to kind of put Eugene uh, cover Eugene or set him up in a in a stretcher type situation, I think is what she's doing. She gets a blanket and puts it on the ladder and sets it up for him. She gives car- him a little tent. Yeah. And then she goes over to uh, to Abraham and says, uh, get over yourself. You think you're the only one that lost something? Nothing's getting any better than this. And yeah, some great words of encouragement. She, yeah, wait nothing's a, gonna get better than this. Yeah, she really, she really spoke those Herschel-inspired words right there. <laughs> <laughs> We're all going to die. Deal with a it. Bob shining through moment. Right <laughs> so uh, we come back from commercial break. Knock, knock, knock. It's the doc. It's a uh, creepy doctor, and it's uh, with Beth. And uh, Beth's knocking the door, and, and she's like, Hi, um, I have like a totally secret question for you. Now that woman, if, let's just say, what, what happened to her? She was hit by a car. Now, what kind of medicine would you give someone that was hit by a car? You don't give them anything. They were hit by a car. No, 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 I'm sure you can give them medicine to heal that, right? No, no, oh, yeah, yeah, of course you can. And, uh, and the doctor, with his genius, surmises that, wait a minute. Do you have the key to the medicine cabinet? And and Beth's like, um, maybe I don't know, maybe I do. And uh, and the doctor's like, well, uh, Don, you either stole it from Don or Don gave it to you. And if she gave it to you, uh, it's not for the reasons you think. It's because of her own agenda. And like I said, I tend to agree with uh, the doctor in this situation. I think he, I think he was being honest in that moment. That he thinks that it's some weird setup by Dawn, and that I tend to I tend to agree with, as well. Yeah, I agree too. There's got to be an agenda behind it. She's not. She she's proven herself to not be a nice person. There's definitely an agenda, whether it's to just win Beth over, or whether it's to end up killing her in the future somehow because of the theft and stealing. Uh, I imagine she's already had plenty of reasons to kill Beth. Yeah, partially being the setup in the office in the death of. Uh, the other officer last week and the attempted escape and the escape of Noah. She's had plenty of reasons to already kill her. Now, uh, Yuki adds, I had a feeling Maggie would scream and Eugene would sit up as a walker. That, that would have been interesting. That would actually been an interesting moment if Eugene had died this whole time and, and they just kind of were, cause no one was watching him constantly. And that at one point he stopped breathing and, and she's like right on top of him and he jumps up as a walker, scary mullet walker. That, and then at the Talking Dead, at the end it would be like when the, when he dies, mullet walker. That'd be really awesome. And uh, Maggie is getting really tired of your shit, Abraham. Yeah, she really is. She that, from Olivia. Uh, she really is. She's getting wicked tired of his shit, dude. I think she's tired of everybody's shit, but Glenn. Yeah, really. Glenn's her baby, and he can't do any wrong. And and she's happy because her sister's dead and she doesn't have any worry about her sister at all. Another episode without her mentioning Beth at all. Uh, yeah, she didn't even, like, I was figuring we were going to get a, uh, you know, I lost my sister, my father, my sister, all within the last couple of weeks. So my father, my sister, my father, my sister. Yeah, I, it just would have been a, uh, a good thing for her to throw out there, a little nod to the loss of Beth. But nope, not there. Give two shits about that bastard blonde-haired stepchild, stepsister of mine. Don't, yep. I she, don't know if they have the same mother. I know that Herschel was on his second wife at the point that uh, that we're, we're at at the farm. I don't know if um, 
if Beth is the second wife's or the first wife. And so. big, big and sexy, welcome, welcome. Thank you for coming in. Uh, why the hell would she ask him, ask him anything after he set her up before? I, I didn't get that either. Why she would trust the doctor with that information right there? Why he wouldn't just sell her out or either? It just seems like. It seems like a lot of what we learned in the last episode with Beth in the hospital doesn't seem like Beth tried to escape, but everything seems all right now. And again, like Beth settled into the whole whole thing and she's, oh, that's OK. You're going to rape me. That's OK. I accept it. Yep, she knows everybody's patterns. She and for the and f so we keep saying all these rapey cops, maybe rapey cops dead. We haven't seen Beth get raped by anybody else. Right. And maybe he was just overtly rapey. It could have just been that one guy. He could have been the king of the rapey cops, but but I think it's still we still need to call them that. I think I think that's I think that's been established. They need they need to be called rapey cops. I th I think. So so uh, so we go on. Let me find my notes here. Okay, so knock 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 the doctor and yada yada yada. But so she he tells Beth that the kind of medicine that she needs to give Carol and it's gonna wake her up, but not right away, and she'll get a little shock, but she will wake up. And he says, good luck, as she, as she slinks off. So we go to, this is where we get Tara and Glenn getting some dirty water as Tara asks uh, if it will be cleaner downstream. And Ros Rosita says, no, don't worry about it, because guess what? Eugene should go on Shark Tank because he created this cool little device that can just filter the water pretty easily. It's, it's yeah. huh. he, he's got, he's, he should get a patent on that immediately. And uh, well, it's. No, whatever. It's just another moment to establish in the episode Eugene's that Eugene's youthfulness. He is he's, a very he's important. smart guy. Yeah, he's he is. If he, he can be used, he's a he is a tool to be to be used. Get the man, get the man to a library. Get some uh, some certain books for him to read, and he'll be a huge asset along the way. Yeah, he's 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 one of those guys that just has scientific ability and doesn't have any actual. He doesn't even have any actual training for it or anything. He just he just happens to be a tinkerer, someone that can just do things. And you got to take advantage of those people. Yeah, he's a MacGyver. <laughs> Olivia says, "I think that they must be half sisters." Yeah, they must. They must be. Beth, or Beth, she must have never really liked Beth. She, she. Uh, I think that's what it is. She's been she's been waiting for this opportunity for a really long time. Well, she always been borrowing her sweaters, and she never returns the things. Mm, mm, mm. And Beth Beth looks better in most of her outfits too, and she's pissed off that Probably she stole a couple of Maggie's boyfriends along the way. Yeah, you know that you know that happened. Like Beth was singing to them or something, <laughs> reading to her poetry in her underwear or something like that. A little cheesy asshole would do something like that. So so we go to t as Tower and Glenn in. Uh, and Maggie are cleaning the dirty water. And this is where we get a little bit more of a backstory about Rosita. Uh, they kind of prod her about how she met Eugene and, uh, and Abraham. Did she know Abraham before everything happened? And no, she was in another group that we never find out. She never says what happened to the rest of the group. Probably got, probably all got killed in, in that situation. Or all got killed trying to save Eugene in a different, in a later situation. Okay, so I got to make the comment here. After seeing them walk off and they walk past those couple of walkers and Tower makes the joke and they keep walking and they find the stream and they're like, oh, they go upstream a little and it's still dirty and they were like, so much for that. And I'm thinking, so how freaking far are you walking to find water 
to bring back? How much containers did you bring where you're expending all this energy and everything to go do this? You're weakening the group by splitting up. You leave just two people back there with the passed out body one and one guy seemingly in shock. It just seemed very bad, and I was kind of bored with the whole thing. And yeah, it was a great opportunity to hear a little bit of Rosita's backstory, but I don't think we needed it yet. No, I hear you. I hear you. I'm a little forced to give it to us. We just didn't need it yet. The only thing I dug, I think it could have been a shorter scene, but the only thing I dug about it that came out of it is finding out that what really attracted Rosita to Abraham was him asking her for help. He was the first person that needed me, saw what I could do, needed my needed my help but maybe and this is where she enters the idea maybe he knew it was saw me me, yeah saw me but she said maybe he he knew this whole time that it was bullshit maybe he knew it was he maybe he was lying to me too as well as eugene well and i think i think that's exactly what i think she hit the nail on the head and i think that what kept him alive in that moment wasn't necessarily the mission but it was exactly what he he couldn't let Eugene, even though he was about to kill himself and he had lost all hope, he couldn't let Eugene die when Eugene was asking for help. When somebody asks for help, he is one of those kind of heroes that will go help. And so he got up and he went and he tried to help Eugene. That mission was done. And then Eugene said, well, I need more help. And so he found hope in the help. And so as he went along, he gave that to other people. Rosita, I need you. I need your help. You are going to help me get him to save the world, and we're going to do it together. And that's a powerful thing to give people. Yeah, and hope. that was a, a very great thing that he offered everybody that he came in contact with, so much so that it got Maggie and Glenn to come with him too. Yep, and Tara to, to kind of believe in the whole situation. and Right. And It uh, gave them a purpose, a, a meaning when – what they were looking forward to at this point was just basically settling down and doing nothing about anything except survive. Now, Ghetto Toad adds, and luckily for passed out Carol, I trust nobody in that hospital. Me neither, really, when it comes down to it. And I think we've, I think Joe's made it clear that he doesn't trust anybody anywhere in this world. And Olivia says, I'm multitasking, playing Clash of the Titans as I watch this. Someone in my clan just typed in the chat window out of nowhere. Remember, everyone, peace is a lie. I think he's watching The Walking Dead, too. <laughs> uh, Yuki says, Maggie was pissed at Andrew at the farm for not watching Beth, though. So we do have, an, we do have a situation of her showing care for Beth, at least one. Strawberry Shortcake has a temper, but, but Abel is cool. Is cool. <laughs> I like that. So after our commercial break, we go to uh, the cop car crashing, chasing, crashing, chasing after a limping Noah as uh, they get their guns out and they trap him in a situation. And and uh, someone someone needed to yell to the cops, it's a trap. But the cops didn't realize it was a trap. And uh, they thought Noah was smarter than this. And he was as our group shows up in the cops. Yeah, they 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 uh, they're like, hey. Oh, as they're handcuffing him with the zip ties, uh, uh, where are the walkers you were shooting at? And he, and that's when the group shows up behind the cops, and they're like, "Oh, we're we got trapped." Yeah, we're it's- trapped. And uh, Rick says, "We don't want to hurt you." Rick goes into kind of his cop thing, where he says, "We don't want to hurt you." Disarms them, gets them on their knees, and says, "We need to talk." 
And he, uh, Rick ends up offering them food and water. And one cop asks Rick, listen, the way you carry yourself, are you a cop? And uh, Rick doesn't say anything. He just gives him kind of a weird look. I think he, he's as upset as you are looking at these guys in their uniforms. He's just kind of looking at him like, you fucking idiot. You're still running around in your cop uniforms? Come on. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It's exactly Rick. I Rick had that same feeling that I would that I feel that I've been trying to explain. The, just the expression on his face, just like this, like said exactly how I feel about them being in these cop uniforms. Yeah, that it's a lie. That it's that it's not. You know, especially after hearing what Daryl said about them running over this woman, and the two cops got out of the car that ran over Carol, ran over Beth, took Beth. Everything that Noah said. And they're wearing cop uniforms, so Rick just wants to shoot him in the face just for that. And then trying to appeal to Rick's sense of duty and honor, bound uh, behind the shield and that thin blue line or whatever. And I, I think Rick wanted to shoot him right in the face, right then and there. <laughs> held it, held it back very much. So yeah, we get that as big and sexy for the Daryl whistle, <laughs> that that big whistle. And uh, and Noah, Noah, Noah interrupts Rick in this situation and says, this is guys, one of the good ones, Rick. This cop is one of the good ones. Right as a car, a car. Sorry, I don't know why I said it like that. A car, a car, sorry. I'll talk like I'm from Boston. A car rolls down the street with like a machine gun shooting out of it. And miraculously, none of our guys are hurt. Yeah. Well, it's one guy, and he's driving. And shooting a machine gun. And shooting and opening the doors for the handcuffed people to jump in the car and in the windows and shit. And none of our superheroes shoot any of them, and they get away. Yep. And they don't get shot either. No one gets shot. And I'm thinking, wow, <laughs> that's that's pretty pathetic. But then as the car is speeding away... One of them gets this great shot off on the tire, and it looked like it was an aimed shot. Really, you couldn't hit any of the people, but you hit the tire on the on the speeding away car. That's to me is as good as a headshot. Yeah, and it it gets away. The car gets away, and they chase after the people, and they walk into this area where there's all these like burned and decomposed half walkers crawling on the ground. Crawlers, napalms on napalm walkers. Yeah, some of them <laughs> still alive, and they look in the car. Where the wheel is. I love the smell of napalm zombies in the morning. <laughs> and they look, they they look around at the water tower. They look at the car. They look at the wheel. Look at the guts all over the ramps everywhere. It's just a great, great setup in the scene. This is one of the scenes that I remarked in my notes about the music. The music was really cool in this scene too. Daryl looks in an, a camper that we uh, we haven't seen a camper since the Dale days. It was well, kind of yeah. Rick, Rick, uh, Rick. That we see two of them, and one of them. And and Rick yells, there's two of them going that way. And then we see them run between the camper from behind the camper to behind a building through a little spot. And the whole gang immediately starts giving chase on the two guys. And we know that there was at least three. And even Daryl starts to go and then kind of stops and gives the car a great look over, checks to make sure there's not a third body, starts wondering where the third person went if only two went that way. Mm -hmm. So he's looking over the car. He sees that uh, not only did they shoot the tire out, but there's a, a walker caught up in the gears in the in the tire wheel well. Yep, yep. The, Guts the car's disabled. The arms sticking out, you know. <laughs> and uh, and uh, then he starts checking out the camper, the Dale the Dale camper. But that's a this was a tow behind camper that yeah. he's checking out, not a not a driving. No, yeah, not one you could cook meth in. 
And uh, <laughs> yeah, not a Breaking Bad camper. And uh, Yuki also points out that someone was kind enough to climb the water tower and spray paint on it, which was real, which was really nice that someone took that time in, in this situation. So they walk around the uh, the water tower, look in the car, and out of nowhere, the bald guy with the machine that had the machine gun comes up, and we have a fist fight, a a man to man mono mono battle with Daryl Dixon. But this guy's really big and he's really bald, so he's got he's got the advantage on on uh. And he, and he gets him by surprise. He, uh, while Daryl's scoping the inside, he opens the door and he's kind of checking out the inside of the camper. He sees that the back of it's been blown out. Yeah. Uh, and then he turns around, and when he turns around, the guy jumps out from behind the side of the camper onto Daryl's back, takes him to the ground. They start rolling around. The oh. gun gets knocked. You know, Daryl's crossbow gets knocked far away. And they start wrestling around in between all these half-melted walkers that and, are still, like, trying to move. And Daryl Dixon isn't getting the best of it, folks. It looks like oh. our hero is in danger. He's on top of him getting choked, and he's looking around for something to use, something yep, to use. Daryl's flat on his back, and his hands are stretched out, yep. flapping and, around on the ground. And then something triggers in his mind. Carl psychically connects to him like Yoda, <laughs> like Yoda talking to Luke Skywalker. Use the skull, Daryl. The hardened skull. skull. We've learned earlier in the episode that skulls can be hard too. So Daryl does the bowling ball skull trick, which was odd, probably well, my first. Favorite. First, he starts grabbing at the skull, and his fingers are going in the, Slipping, in the yes. walker's mouth. And of course, me along with the rest of America are going, "No, not Daryl's fingers. We don't want him to he's, die. He's gonna get bit. He's gonna get bit." But no. Well, he, but at least at least the most he would lose is maybe a hand. He's got a little, maybe half an arm or something. But still. But That's no, if he if he makes it out of this alive. No, without but, being choked to death too. But but come on, they're not going to kill Daryl. No, they're he, not going to, especially not after the setup with skulls being hard. No, and he has adamantium skin. He's like he's like Wolverine and shit. Like, da- yeah. But he's better than Wolverine. He doesn't have an adamantium skull. He uh, his his skin is adamantium. He's not getting bit <laughs> by no Walker. It's just going to chip the tip. The teeth are going to fall apart. So, yeah. excuse me, Daryl Dixon picks it up like a bowling ball in his hand and he slams it into the guy's face and it just like squirts at him. Great scene. Again, one of the one of the amazing moments of season five. We have a bunch of them uh, from what happened with the the hunters. And there was just a couple of like really great, amazing moments in, in the Walking Dead history. And, and to me, this was one of them with Daryl grabbing his head and smashing this guy with it. It was just right, awesome. He, he, he puts like jams his fingers in both eye sockets, rips the skull from the body right at the neck and just whacks the guy in the head with it. But it's interesting to note that the guy doesn't die, just no. gets knocked off of him just in time for Rick to show up, shoot the other walker that's there on the ground and put this guy at gunpoint. Yep, and Daryl, and Daryl, who's um, who's been studying his mathematics, says three is better than two, Rick. Three hostages are better than two. Yep. Even the guy that was trying to kill him just now, he takes the Tyrese road and lets this guy live. Me, I say this guy's a fighter. This sets an example for the other two hostages that you have. You only wanted two in the first place. This puts them down numbers also. Now, I want to say of all the strategies, I think you go with a combination of both. Mm. You don't do a head-on assault or anything like that. If this is going to work to take two hostages, this is going to work to take two more hostages after you kill these two. 
and you go to the other side of the freaking hospital and you start shooting and you draw a couple more out and you kill them. Yeah, and I, then you do it again and again, and they don't know your agenda. They don't know back at the hospital that you're doing it to get Carol and Beth back. They just know that their people are fucking dying and disappearing. Yeah, I, I say the plan is you shoot that guy right there. And Rick really wants to shoot him. Rick has oh, the no wants to shoot him. Rick has the emperor going, fight though. He's the dark side. Kill him, Anakin. Strike him down, and you'll become more powerful than you can imagine. You can possibly <laughs> imagine. imagine. And uh <laughs> Olivia adds that it would have been funny shit to see Daryl, awesome Daryl, go but go down by a bite on the finger. Yeah, that, that would have been. <laughs> yeah. No, I think they would have easily just solved it by cutting Daryl's pinky off. And uh, they don't want to do. They don't want to have to do. It costs money for a show to remove somebody's limb for a season, <laughs> and have to have to keep taping it behind them or digitally remove their leg and and crap like that. They don't want to have to deal with that, so they don't want to do something small on like to remove another limb when they don't really have to. I don't think. Yuki says the force is strong and Daryl Dixon's very strong. And Big and Sexy says, I thought Daryl was gonna be bitten up on his shoulder in his fingers. I I did too. I I didn't think he was gonna get bitten, but it didn't look good for Daryl Dixon. And then once it did not look good for the Dicks. And then once you saw that head, you knew kind of knew where they were going, but it was awesome. But at the end of this scene, Rick isn't very happy. He's again not a very happy Rick Grimes. So we go to our um, our group at the hospital, and the woman cop asks their or go to our to our to back to this group to these people kidnapped. The woman cop asks her friend, "What's the name of Rick?" She's trying to get Rick's name, and she says, "We need to talk to that guy." And she says, "Listen, listen, you guys got the wrong cops because this woman Dawn, we want to overthrow her, so she's not she's just gonna let us die. She's not gonna listen." But one of the other cops just goes, "Stop, stop, shut up." I have a plan. Listen to me. I know this woman. I can talk to her. I want a peaceful situation. I want to handle this in the most peaceful possible situation. Listen to me. Get your leader over here. And well, and and this is where I felt uh, this was immediately when I felt like this was a con. I felt like the other woman was being a little bit honest about the situation. And once this guy was like, no, shut up let me speak don't open your mouth that's when i started thinking oh you need to separate these three completely separate these three so they're not in contact with each other yeah because you... they'll all start talking their own story yeah you know if you want any information you have to remove the three of them if you tell one if now he's told them both to shut up now they're not going to say anything now he's in charge of them those three and what gets said and he can say anything he wants and weave the story play to rick being a cop we already know he established that we already saw he read it uh completely sneaky little motherfucker completely and right at that moment i knew so there was yeah um yuki says in that rick scene uh rob schneider suddenly popped up and said you can do it blow his fucking head off and uh, i mean look what they're doing they're taking like they're kidnapping noah back to the hospital to begin with like this is not good people no matter what he's not good people he doesn't want a peaceful solution he was making some sort of snide comment to noah you little shit would you think you could hide forever you fuck you know and he as he's taking where the walkers you were shooting at like he was being an he was going to be an asshole to him. So at the end of this whole scene, Daryl calls calls Rick over. You're going to want to hear this. Uh, let's figure this situation out. So then we go over to Glenn, and 
they're they're breaking up a net and they're gonna find fish. Glenn does his best, uh, Jin Kwan from Lost. And if you need fish, I give you fish. And yeah, and they seem very surprised that they saw fish in the first place, which is kind of strange to me. So there's been no fish in any of the other streams, but this dirty, nasty pond has some fish in it that they're going to clean and eat. Or not a pond, but stream. Yeah, they found. That seems a little strange to me. Like, yeah. we haven't come across fish ever. How is that even possible if there's fish in this water? A wizard did it. A wizard. Uh, that's a red light. This dirty, nasty water that we have to filter and then probably and then boil. Also, I'm not eating that fucking fish. Back to nuts and berries. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if it had some mayonnaise and was mashed in a sandwich, oh, I might. Ain't tuna, dude. Yeah, I know. I, I know. <laughs> that shit ain't tuna. <laughs> and uh, basically, what came out of this scene was uh, was they they say to uh, Glenn says to uh, what's her name uh, Rosita that no matter what happens, no matter where we go after this, you're part of our team now. So no need to worry. You're part of our team. Even if you ditch Abraham right now, you, you have a place. You're needed again. So we go back to Michonne and Gabriel as Michonne shows up. To, I almost forgot about these people. I thought that was a, I thought that was a good scene. Like uh, It meant that both Maggie and Glenn have Rosita's back, and she has a home no matter what happens between her and abraham i thought that was good they both and it was subtle without having to say you know hey if something happens between you and abraham you can still come with us you know you're still welcome no matter what goes on from here on forward no matter what we do we do it together you know like i thought it was subtle and maggie essentially said the same fucking thing to her when he when abraham got all pissy and stood up and and she pulled that gun on him now, Mich- Michonne starts talking to Gabriel about how she feels she feels bad for him. And, and I'm sorry, we know you're new to this whole world and everything's going to be all right, buddy. Everything's going to be fine. And he just kind of says, thank you, whatever. Get the fuck out of here. And, and we go back in and we see the machete that he's taken. And we see that he's been digging a hole in the ground in, in his cabin, tr- tunneling a hole out of Oz. Clayton, yeah, you... she, well, she goes to offer help. I love it. He's like, I, what? I did what you told me to do. I took the machete. Like, no, man, it's okay. I'm just, I just want to be helpful. If you need it, if you need to talk or anything, let me know. And he's like, oh, thank you. You know, I, I understand, but I just need to be alone and think. And she's like, cool. And then it goes back to him and he's digging at the floor, ripping floor planks out of the floor with the machete. And I thought, wow, she does you know, that's got to make some noise digging apart a hardwood floor in a church uh, with a machete, of all things. That's got to make quite a bit of noise. They don't hear this, him ripping apart the floor in the other room. <laughs> he can't. It was really neatly done, too. Like, what a piss-poor construction on this church if he pulled those out. Like, Do you think he's had that for a while? Do you think that's, uh, like, a uh, a a a place he's had for a while that he's been working on this whole, like he could get out anytime. He's, it's a little secret no, passage. Cause he's got windows and he's got doors and he's got other ways out. I think, I don't think he, I think that was new. He was doing that with the machete just then over the last, however many hours. So, so after this, uh, like we said, M- Michonne's really nice to him. Do you think Michonne really does feel bad for him? Or you think she's just... No, I think she's more worried about 
Carl Judith and herself about him. I think she was getting a very creeped out vibe by this guy cleaning the blood off the floor, his reaction towards Carl, his isolation from, from the three of them. I think she found it all pretty strange. And I think she was kind of scoping it out and trying to, and trying to get, get a feel for him a little bit. So, so yeah, we got a lot of shady music with Gabriel too. Uh, he's going to cause some big harm again. Oh yeah. No, they needed to kill this guy right away. They did uh, um, I was well, hoping he was right going to die. They got tonight. the food back from the from the food bank. They should have they should have killed him with the hunters. <laughs> I, like, I, I'm sorry, but he's a he's a real fucking. He did what he had to do, and I'm not sure I would have done any different. I probably would have opened the doors to the church and and ended up dying with the rest of them. But he's just a walking contradiction. You care about yeah. you care about the dead people, but you don't care about the living people. You will, you'll let them turn into dead people. But... You know, after I don't know, does he get the flo- he gets all of them up right here and, and jumps out? Or like, do we have another scene with him? Yeah, coming up? yeah. There's one. There's one more. One more. Yeah, scene like with him he later. is. He is a walking contradiction. That, that's a great way to put it. We'll get back to, to more on that. So after this, we get to, we get to Beth and we see uh, Santa Claus the orderly faking an attack to distract all the cops so Beth can get to the uh, medicine stall. And she gets the medicine and she walks past Santa orderly and she gives him a little piece. Merry Christmas, motherfucker! And she walks into the room with Carol and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe yeah, someone um you keep adding maybe he's a rapey priest. You never can tell. Um he might be. He might have even more demons in his past. Oh, we had someone that hated the walking dead in the room too, but he uh but fuck that guy. Anyways, and so so here we go. Anyways, so uh she says Carol, it's uh it's Beth and she holds the hand and Oh, she put she got so she gets a uh is this where we see her bribe the orderly and go get the medicine too? No, she goes. Yeah, she she go she goes and gets the medicine. Or she, we already saw her get the medicine. This okay. is when she goes and gives the medicine to Carol, and she holds right. her she hand. She hooks and, her up with this big bag, an IV, uh, and like a big bag of saline or maybe potassium, a, a, a banana bag or whatever the hell you want to call it, and, and then gives her this massive shot of epinephrine. <laughs> like, uh, the doctor must have told her exactly how much to put in too, but she, yeah, she did a great job of giving the shot. Go back. Her dad was a vet too. You got to remember. So, so yeah, she has, uh, she knows what she's doing. So we go back to our gross bodies on the ground and, uh, and, and top with Tyrese and Sasha ripping supplies out of the cars and Sasha rips her shirt for a second. And, uh, she thinks she got, she gets, she freaks out because it reminds, oh. reminds her of Bob or something. Well, that's Bob's shirt. That's Bob's oh, Okay, shirt. I figured as much, but uh, I don't really care. Yeah, no. And she's all, oh, well, I miss my Bob. And Tyrese is there, and, and he says, no. You know, she's like, I should have done it. I couldn't even kill him. When he turned into a zombie, it should have been me that did it. And Tyrese, you know, goes back to what he was talking about with her earlier. says, you know, it's okay. You let me help. Yeah. And that's what... That was the best way to honor Bob. Yeah, you did the right thing because you because you let me help you. That that's that was that was the honorable thing. And I I absolutely agree with him. And then it's like a switch in her. She's like, oh, okay, you're right. Gives him a hug, and turns into a fucking retard from this point on. Yeah. And this makes all of her scenes 
up until uh, up until including everything she did with Bob, completely a waste in my mind. And oh my God, I wish they had let her die on the railroad track. <laughs> like her, like yeah. So back to the gross bodies of the ground. Yeah, I mean t- Sasha's kind of like. I don't know. She's she's kind of a nobody character for me. I don't really care too much about her. I, well, it, now she's just all she's all she is is the whole time on the railroad tracks. It was well, I don't want to go find my brother. I don't want to go meet up with the rest of the group. And then they get captured at terminus. And then she's like, oh, I'm in love with Bob now. Yay! And then this crap. I just I find her very annoying. I find her. Her and Bob to have been the most annoying characters in the group, and now it's just her is very annoying and gets worse from this moment on. Now, why do people say fucking a fight? Fucking is great, not for fighting. That's right. Uh, bitch slapping is what you do to fucking people in a fight. Fuck you, bitch slap. So, well, this is my rifle and this is my gun. <laughs> This is for fighting and this is for fun. So after all that nonsense, we go back over to Father Gabriel as he's escaping through the hole that he snuck out. And this is, as someone mentioned up uh, a little bit above, some idiot that uh, he's he's so inept that he's, he can escape, but he uh, can't escape without stepping on a nail. <laughs> right? How did he not lose a finger prying off the floorboards with a machete? <laughs> I know, but he just steps on a fucking nail, goes right through his foot. Oh my god, he got hurt. Oh, it was deep too. And then he's just limping away through away from the church, leaving a trail of blood for any zombie to come and find him. So we go back to Sasha and Ty, and Ty and to Rick talking to the cop. She said he says that he has uh he knows this girl and she'll sit. So this- was that was the point in time? That was that scene up. That yeah, was- yeah. Do you do you want to say anything else about uh about about Gabriel? Yeah, well, the thing is, is when he left, when he, after he jumped out the bottom of the of the floor and left, he comes crawling out where it says, you know, you will burn for this. And I can't help but think that that's not for what he did in the past, but for leaving a big hole in the floor after we see them fortifying the place, wrecking the pews to make planks, to refortify all the windows and doors because they're leaving two children and him and Michonne alone in this place without very many weapons while everybody else goes and tries to get Beth and Carol back. So he leaves them completely vulnerable without letting them even know that there's now a hole in the floor and a way to the outside world for for walkers to get into them. I think that the panning up to see, you know, you will burn for this at this moment is probably for what he's done, just done and not what he's done in yeah no absolutely I get that strong impression and then when he gets when he steps on that nail at further like you know karma's a bitch and it has a funny way of fucking i know I, I almost wanted the curb your enthusiasm theme song to happen right there dun 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 dun, dun <laughs> as he's limping off through the woods and i thought it was very as you pointed out there i think it's also very important that the hole that he exited ooh, the hole that he exited what was right by where that message to him was it was it was important that he looked at that again for a second time in the episode as he was escaping the church so we got the first time once when he he gets to read it and remember exactly what it was he did that earned that being put there and then he crawls out of that hole and the and the safety net and the safety of uh those people left inside being complete that he had 
is now completely gone and he leaves and he gets to read it one more time for what he has the the evil that he has just done to more people to more innocent people so yeah so uh after that and he doesn't look at them as innocent because they just murdered three people in their church but we all know that that was okay because those are not those people deserve to die they had just eaten bob's leg and he even knows they just ate bob's leg so there's something really fucked up about this priest and he does not deserve to live anymore as far as i'm and we can just jump to the other scene that we have with them right afterwards too to get this over with we see gabriel in the woods after the rick scene that we'll talk about in a second and he's walking around a walker comes and grabs him and he fights it off and he slams it down and he goes to pick up a rock to crush its head but he sees that it has a cross on and he just can't so he doesn't crush its head and i'm thinking what a fucking asshole he won't even put this this poor thing yeah. out of its misery i know even though he just slammed it down any person if he had done this to any person he would have just murdered the person but he sees that this isn't alive he slams it down on a tree stump that completely goes through the whole like the mat the center mass of this uh walker's body <laughs> so if there was any kind of doubt like herschel had he just murdered this thing that's not quite dead yet and he won't even put it out of its misery because he sees that cross around its neck complete contradiction freaking unbelievably retarded can't wait to see him back <laughs> get out to really enjoying the season at the moment can't sorry wait sorry for my use of the word retarded by the way <laughs> really he's from the 80s he can't help himself really enjoying the season I be able to help myself I'm, a, I'm an adult human really enjoying the season at the moment can't wait to see what's coming next as get it get a toad uh yuki says gabriel's like herbert the pervert on family guys same vibe big and sexy says gabriel's gonna burn for being a little shady bitch and uh, Olivia says, I know it. The midseason finale next week is going to be an adrenaline rush. I can't wait for the setup that they've done tonight. So let me yada yada through a little bit of this. Uh, so we get Rick and the cops talking in the, in the middle of uh, the two Gabriel scenes where the cop tells him the plan that he needs to he needs to trust him that this woman isn't that strong that uh, I keep blanking on her name. What's her name again? Dawn isn't that strong that he knows her. He's worked with her for years. If he pushes her and pushes her and pushes her on it, uh, he will, she'll eventually cave in. And he, and Rick, he also says to Rick, listen, Rick, I know I'm not an idiot. I'm not really a cop. All the real cops are gone, which, which was interesting just to be like, yeah. And, it just goes to it goes to uh show that that's a very manipulative uh he's manipulating them from day one he he pointed he realized that the minute that Rick wasn't allowed to shoot him in that situation or shoot one of them in the situation that they were devolved and he knew he could play them this guy planned he knew he, he knew he he, knew he, he uh and and coupled along with the calling Rick as a as a police officer Rick should be thinking all along that this is a exactly uh this this is a very smart man and he's the should immediately recognize the manipulative behavior absolutely of you know interrogation style and reverse whatever psychology and the plan the plan goes into full action after we get back from our commercial break with the cop saying damn it as sasha comes on comes up to her and he goes no i'm okay uh and uh, and he she's already was in the scene and when she heard that this guy's name was Bob she already started to peek like oh we already have a connection his name's Bob too she, that's not a she common immediately turns around and is like ooh did i hear Bob ooh Bob and uh, and and this guy tells a story about how he saw one of the guys one of the zombies outside like walkers outside was 
this guy Tyler that we've heard about that that was supposed to that he was the originally supposed to take these survivors on a bus trip, but Tyler got sent by Dawn instead because she wanted someone she could trust. And uh, he tells a great lie because it it just so many so many details, the proper amount of details for a good lie. And and I saw this guy out there, and I just I feel like I want to put him out of his misery or something. And 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 Sasha says, "Listen, I can help you out here." Uh, I and he goes, "Oh, can." tell me where he is and she's like he's like i could take you there i'm swear i'm i'm trustworthy and she goes no 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 we're not going there i'm a good shot i will uh tell me where uh this really really bugs really 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 fucking bugs me because you know they had the conversation okay we just shoot the gun a couple of times because they're listening for the gunshots and then they'll come looking for us at this area and so they lured two cops out from the hospital with gunshots, which actually ended up being three cops they lured out. And now she's like, oh, yeah, don't worry about it. I'll go shoot this guy for you. No problem. Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's, it's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And a couple couple of quick comments. Uh, Olivia, Olivia says, I wish that walker would have ripped itself off the stick and ate Gabriel's face. I agree. I, ho- I hope it did the Dale thing, like with the the walker that Carl left alive and that walker ends up coming back and killing Gabriel at some point. Uh, Yuki says Morgan's going to, Morgan is going to use that pimp hand on Gabriel. We got, we have to see Morgan next week. I'm sorry. Well, this is what I think is going to happen with that walker that's stuck on the pole. And this is, this is uh so it's going to pull itself off from that pole, severing its top half from its bottom half, because we saw a lot of those kinds of zombies tonight. Uh, all over the place, crushed ones from mm-hmm. the utility pole, the melted ones on the pavement, and then it's going to crawl its ass all the way over to the church, following the blood trail from from Father Gabriel's foot that you mentioned, Phil, and it's going to crawl up into the hole into the church and attack the two and, and attack Michonne and Carl or kill the baby or something. We'll see. That's a good. That's uh, that's a good speculation. Hopefully, the baby's gone because. Uh, Olivia, oh, shut that damn baby up. That's I know that baby was crying baby. so much tonight. That thing's like a zombie alarm, bringing the zombies. Gonna end up smothering it like a chicken. Olivia, uh-huh. Olivia says, I think that Rick is hip to Bob's dick bullshit. Bob two's dick bullshit. He has that skeptical Rick face on. I, I tend to think Rick is hip on the bullshit. So, but yeah, so. I kind of too because Rick did have that kind of shitty ingrain and was like, oh no, you're a good cop. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And he gets up and he walks away. Uh, I got I got a feeling it's all kind of part of the plan, and Sasha's not all the big idiot that they made her out. To I hope be. so. I hope and for her. Hoping that this guy runs back and clues them in on everything to lure more people back to this place where they're gonna have a nice trap set. For I, I hope so, because Big and Sexy points out that S- Sasha deserved what she got for trusting a prisoner and get old toes and say say my name, bitch. That's right. So uh so after all that, uh we find out that the guy that she needs to shoot's on the south side of the building. So we go over quickly to Maggie drinking some water and she walks over to Abraham and says, Listen, bitch, you're thirsty. Shut the fuck up. Listen, wake the hell up. It's okay. Yeah, don't shut the fuck. Stop shutting Stop the fuck shut up. Stop shut the fuck up. Drink some water, bitch. We drink some water, bitch. And we hear Eugene waking up in the car. And <laughs> You think it's I a, think it's at this point where she asks him finally, "Did you want me to, to shoot, shoot you? you?" Yeah, she asked and, him that, and he and he. This is where he breaks his silence and he says, uh, "I thought I did. I thought I did, but now I know I didn't." And you know that he, you know, he didn't because when she said, 
sit down or I'm going to shoot you when he got all threatening towards towards Rosita. Uh, he sat down. He thought about it. And then he sat down. So he was also being honest. I kind of thought maybe I, I would let you shoot me, but instead I decided I don't think it's it's quite time I die yet. Or I, I'm not going to make you do that to me anyway. And I, I love how Eugene sounded like a walker for a second. You're like, what's right, that sound? That's when he starts moaning like a walker. And they both flinched and get ready to go shoot him right immediately. And, uh, and no, he's uh, Eugene seems okay. And everyone... He says, help. <laughs> and uh, Abraham has a optimistic-ish look on his face as he looks to drink some water. So we go back to Glenn, and Glenn finally can see the joke in the whole DC nightmare. And uh, thinks... Yeah, yeah. Oh, when he says... Uh because of what Tara said up to the walkers about, don't worry about going to DC. There's nothing there. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I see what you mean about it. Not, 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 not being funny. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, it's, it's not, not wait, wait, that's a triple negative. That means proof yeah. positive. It's like the weird Al joke. Uh, so at the end of the episode, we get our final dumbass Sasha moment where Sasha marches him over to the, we've talked about this in nauseam, but here we go one more time. Sasha walks Bob over to the window where he goes, yeah, that walker over uh, there. That one right 20, there. 20 yards off from the back of that car. You see him? You see him? And then he steps back a couple of steps and she steps forward up to the window, puts the gun up and is like, yeah, you sure that's the one? I think I see it. And she starts turning around. I And uh, and he put, he punches her in the back or pushes her head up against the glass and smashes her shoulders, shoulders into her barrels into her and knocks her, I kind of head into the window. She falls down, knocked out. I have to, that's what that knocked you out. I have to say I was a little surprised, Joe. I was super surprised by this. I thought she was going to get knocked out the window. I thought he was going to push her through the window. Hoping she was going out the window. I said it too. I said, Oh, she's going out the window. She's going out the window right now. Watch. Oh, here she goes. I think she listened to our podcast last week and she thinks Mary Poppins was real and she was, <laughs> and she was jumping off. That's what I thought was happening. Really? <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, Yuki says, yeah, Maggie was giving Abraham the whole, uh, does, does maggot, does maggot green need to choke a bitch? <laughs> Wake no, the right? fuck up. And, uh, big and sexy says, I like how Abraham waited for Eugene to drink water. And I think that's what happened because I think it, I think we're supposed to think that you that Abraham did have some sort of knowledge that this was all a little bit of bullshit and he should have known better. And I think part of his attacking Eugene wasn't being mad at everything that he did was being mad at himself for falling into it and getting other people killed. Or maybe also mad that Eugene said something, let the lie out to begin with. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Because it kind of makes abraham a little culpable too what you didn't press him you didn't ask him these fucking questions like like it and i also think that he was waiting a little bit i think he was waiting a little for eugene at that point to drink any of the water too because he was questioning whether or not if he did kill eugene maybe that would have been the deciding factor as to whether or not he was going to end up killing himself again or something like that now uh, olivia says abraham knows that you don't fuck with anyone from rick's group they all have that i'm not fucking around look in their face so that's why he wouldn't fuck with maggie and he's a, basically afraid of maggie because he knows maggie would kill him in a second ayuki uh, says what if bob the second tripped before hitting her that would have been funny if he knocked her out the if, if he that's how she fell out the window he like tripped and like went to go push <laughs> her and like felt knocked her out the window 
And Olivia says, except for Tyrese, he needs to stop being a pussy. His pansy ass <laughs> plants are getting people effed up and killed. <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more. I think if we could learn one thing from this episode and this whole mess, if Tyrese wasn't such a big pussy and let Ri and let MacArthur go in there and billow out those commie bastards. If if they had let uh just let Rick go in there and do what Rick Grimes did, this week would have been the season finale. And next week again we would have all had walking dead dance party yeah i think i think i think that's all part of the setup i really do especially because sasha is allowed to walk off with a prisoner to a separate part of the building alone when there's at least rick noah and daryl and tyrese all standing around what <laughs> doing nothing nobody's got an eye open as to what else is what these that, that's doing. that's my biggest problem with that end scene that no one else and is then, watching yeah, the bad and guy. then the guy runs off on his own back the way they came from <laughs> and i gotta it makes me kind of imagine that this was a setup is they allowed this guy to are allowing this guy to get away to maybe lure them into an attack and thus then going to save while they're out trying to attack. Now, before we wrap up, Joe, what would you like to see from next week's finale? What are you hoping okay. to see? From next week's finale, this is what I'd like to see. I'd like to see Dawn and all the cops pretty much dead. Any of the orderlies, the old guy that threw the coughing fit, and whoever else Beth wants to bring out of the hospital with them, with them. That's cool. I want to see Father Gabriel die i want to see sasha die if it wasn't part of the plan and she's really the stupid freaking moron that i am feeling like she is at the moment and um maybe we get the baby dead too okay uh, okay well, well, good baby well, interesting yeah and that's dead baby there's always room for a dead baby joke uh, oh perfect uh yuki points out that tyrese is the new dale and everyone agrees i agree dale face he and uh, Yuki wants Shane back, damn it. That's our important thing. Everyone in this world should be asking WWSD, what would Shane do? That That's the important thing to remember. I think the... I think that there's a big, I think, hey, that's a great point. So I think that Rick is starting to develop a very Shane-oriented, matter-of-fact, black and white attitude Absolutely. towards a lot of things Absolutely. at this point. We've seen that coming for a while. Yeah, it, it has been building for a while, and I think now more than ever only only point being we see the the stark contrast and difference because he doesn't bitch and whine like a little boy and put up a big stinking argument and tell daryl he's full of shit and tyrese is full of shit when daryl sides with tyrese on what the plan should be yeah he he says okay my two other closest advisors think this is what's going to happen i'm not going to be fucking hitler and napoleon and attack Russia in the middle of the fucking winter because I think it's a good idea. Well, and I can do it. Right. Sorry, I, so I half sounded like uh, Hitler, half like Rob generals instead of doing what Shane would have done. In now, now Olivia likes to say just one thing. Well, thank goodness the show deviated from the comics; otherwise, we would have had Shane for way less time than we did. Yes, and I agree. I think I think they did some great things with Shane by keeping him alive a little bit longer. Yeah. He does this really well. <laughs> 
There's no one brutes like Shane. You're turning me on, Joe. Don't do the Shane, don't do the Shane thing. I'm, I'm getting a little excited here. Well, this is a good time to wrap up. This has been an extra long uh, Walking Dead podcast. We had a lot to say today. I'd like to thank everybody that stuck with us through the whole time. You, uh, if, I had cook, if I could reach through the screen, I'd give you guys all a cookie for being awesome in the comment section. And I love you all for fighting off the troll. That was very, very fun. Way to go, guys. Um, thank you so much everyone for tuning in we will be back next week to talk about the Walking Dead season finale and we'll be back in two weeks to talk about some Sons of Anarchy if that's your stuff and if anyone's watching Gotham I may be on tomorrow evening to talk a little bit of Gotham for the mid-season finale of that so check out that as well everybody thank you very much check out all past podcast issuesprogram.com you can subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher in the uh, comment section below you can see the links you can tweet me at I Get Issues Man or Joe at Dirty Locks. If you want to say hi, please use the comment section and say hello and tell us everything you thought about this episode. And again, thank you guys for sticking with us on an extra long show. Uh, apparently, we had a lot to say about this episode, Joe. This is almost two hours. Slow episode? How long did we? How almost, long did we uh, yeah, almost two hours, man. Almost oh, two wow. hours. That is a long time. Sorry. Oh, no. No, thank you. For a slow episode, I didn't like too much. I had a lot to say. Yeah, I guess we did. Anyways, everyone, have a good week, and we'll talk to you next week for the mid-season finale of The Walking Dead. Thank you, everyone. Have a good night.